Welcome to the Bottled Blonde Podcast. I am Christina McGinnis, the founder of KCM Connect, the Bottled Blonde, and a fashion blogger. The Bottled Blonde Podcast is a millennial's guide to leveling up in business, dishing on our latest dating adventures, personal development, hashtag self-care, and sipping on some fun AF cocktails. To break it down, booze, boys, beauty, and business. If you want it, we got it. Hello, TBB babes. I am your host, Christina Catherine McGinnis, the founder of KCM Connect, the Bottled Blonde podcast, and the blog, ChristinaMcGinnis.com. How the hell is everybody? Hello, happy Thursday. If I could give you all a squish right now, I totally would. I hope everyone is doing well. I am currently residing at the boyfriend's LA hot man. It is official. I don't even know if I told you guys. Yeah, it's literally, it's official. We're dating. We dropped the love bomb, like the love, like the, I love you. I'll have to tell you guys the story when I'm less traumatized because I acted like a fucking, it was hilarious, but it was also so embarrassing. And when I can pull my head out of my ass and be able to tell you guys without literally dying, I a hundred percent will. I think that's a time when Mads needs to come on and we need to chat and we can just talk about how literally I messed the whole thing up. I feel like the first I love you, like who says the first I love you is could be such an awkward thing because you don't know who's feeling those emotions first. Fucking A, people. (laughs) That is going to be a story for another time. So hold the tea on that one. But guys, today I am pumped. I'm pumped for Lori to be on. I'm pumped because the sun is shining. Right now, like I talked about, I'm residing at the boyfriend's because of the election things. I was a little scared. I was scared to be in my apartment, scared to be by myself. (laughs) And also there's like so many like businesses around where I live, like completely boarded up. It started to make me panic. We had like extra security at our apartment building. I was like, what the fuck is happening right now? I was just scared there was going to be crazy protests, looters, like the whole the whole bit again. I'm here for a good protest. Like you guys want to be like nice, civil, like, you know, go protest it out. I am here for it. But when I get scared is when every single place and like a half a mile radius from where I live is completely boarded up and I can't even go get food. That's when I was like, oh shit, fucking panicking. Okay. Gotta fucking bounce. Need to get out of here. So literally ran to the boyfriends, was like, where I will reside until further notice, packed a fucking suitcase. And not like a little carry-on. I mean like a full-blown, full suitcase. I was like, I don't even know how long I'm going to be here. Holy shit. So I am like praying. I need to go home. I need to look at my really pretty new fall decorations that I put up because guys, I fucking love fall. I really, really do. And I was like kind of over the Halloween decor, moved straight to the fall decor. And now I'm ready for Christmas. I'm ready for like some snow, some hot cocoa. But today's guest is going to be so fun. I literally loved, loved, loved how we talked about parents. I actually brought this episode up to my actual parents and was like, how weird is it that I totally share your guys' traits? And we straight up went through them with her friends because I brought it up while we were like all in the car together. So strange, but also so cool. And I highly recommend you guys do this. So grab a pen, a notepad, a little hot pink pen, whatever your vibe is, and write down some tips and tricks from this episode because guys, it's good. Today's drinking word is 
relationships. Grab your drink, get hot to trot. Let's get our drink on. I think we deserve it. Life coach Lori Gerber has helped hundreds of clients overcome their self-defeating behaviors and clean up their emotional lives, daily habits, and relationships. Guys, we dive into it in this episode. There's so much knowledge. There are so many tangible tips for you to take away today. I would say this is the fucking like tangible tip episode. So I hope you guys get so much out of this. Please let me know. Rate, review, subscribe to the TBB podcast. Hello, TBB babes. I am so excited. We found Lori on Instagram and I've been stalking you and I love your videos so much. (laughs) That's my dream. I honestly, I was looking through your Instagram and I was like, whoa, like I was kind of shocked. I resonated almost with every single thing that you said, or I was like, that's super interesting. That's like a totally different perspective. Mm -hmm. So I am so excited for us to dive into like manifestation and your TED Talks and like what the handle method is. So I'm pumped. For everyone who doesn't know you and who hasn't been a cyber stalker like myself, can you give us like a little background on how you got to where you are today? Absolutely. Thank you. I am Lori Gerber. I am head coach at Handel Group Life Coaching. That is a company that's been around now for about 16 years we teach a comprehensive life coaching method. I am going to be able to talk today. I yeah, you're okay. Um, a coffee is needed. So we teach everything from being able to articulate what you want all the way through to fulfillment of that desire. And, but we teach it at places like MIT and Stanford. And then we teach it with Kids, like my five-year-old is in a class. We teach at New York City public schools where my teenagers go. We teach to actors, doctors, lawyers, stay-at-home parents. Like you, like we have the humaning better formula. But of course, I came originally 16 years ago as a client. Yeah, I looked over at my friend, Lauren Handel Zander. Handel is just her name. That is, she, created, she started the company with her sister. And she was like bouncing around happy even though she did the same personal growth things that I did and read the same books and also had a business and also had kids and also had a husband and also had a body. Yeah. I was like miserable eating sugar at every meal that I'm, you know, eating things I was allergic to, not sleeping at night, full of anxiety, not parenting how I wanted to, ruining my marriage, not happy in my career, despite the years of therapy and personal growth. So I'm like, I think I need to hire you. (laughs) So I hired her. I hired her because I wanted help building my business because I thought if my business is better, I'll be happier. She found some other things to work on. I was blown away. Eventually, I went through the career change coaching that we do in Handel Method. And it did not, it took me, I don't know, I did due diligence to try to find a normal career. I really did, Christina. I was like, maybe I could be a yoga teacher. Like, I I look, because I remember thinking, I'm never going to say I'm a life coach. That is so that sounds like a quack. I literally wrote that in my homework. Like, that sounds like a quack. I'd be embarrassed to tell anyone I do that. Yeah. So I was like really trying not to be a life coach. (laughs) (laughs) But a great thing happened. Suddenly the person who was running her life coaching division, which 16 years ago was like a very small thing, she left unexpectedly. And they were like, we need a president for our division. And I'm like, well, president I can do. Yeah, president. (laughs) I am am the president. I am am good with that. (laughs) Well, I was, you know, I was president of my 
company, my three person company, you know, so I was like, president, president. Now I can sell something I love instead of selling something I don't love as much. I'm happy. So that's how I got to the handbell method. And I've had many roles since, but my favorite is talking about the methodology and how it changes lives. I love that so much. I just feel like it's such a cool path that you've taken. And I have to say, like, I have looked at a lot of life coaches stuff and I can see where you're like, Hmm. When you were at that point in time, you're like, I don't want to be seen as a life coach. I do feel like you do it differently though. Like when I'm looking at your page, like, and the way that you talk, I don't feel like you're trying to like sell me on something. Like you're like, Hey, here are like tangible tips. Like, and one of your most recent videos was about lineage, which I want to break into. Um, And that was when I was like, that is so interesting because I even think in myself, I've been like, okay, maybe I do do like that. And it's kind of like my dad or like, that's kind of like my mom There's something like, it's just, that's so interesting. And I want you to touch on that video and everything that you shared in that video. Well, it's funny because that's also what sold me on the handle method was even again, I'd done all this research, been with, I went to every course. I read every book. I was in therapy. I did all these things. But the things that she was saying and the things the handle method was saying, I was like, why did nobody explain that part? Like, why did nobody, if you would have just explained that, like I would have gotten somewhere, you know? No, I had percent. That's why I'm addicted to like sharing content. Like I really want people to hear content they've never heard before to change their mind, to then change their action, to then get different results. That's what happened for me. So the thing about, it's funny to dive into lineage too, because that's like very advanced. It was. I know. But, I'm like, hi. So we are sprinting <laughs> instead of walking. <laughs> we are. So the notion around lineage, in fact, the truth is the only reason we even have you really look at your lineage is because you want to tell the truth about what's not working. Yeah. And sometimes it's easier to tell the truth about what's not working if you can be like, if you can point to someone else first. So it's not blame, but one of the assignments we have people do is list all their parents' negative and positive qualities or whoever raised you, right? Doesn't have to be your biological parents or the people, you know, raised you. It could be whoever raised you. What are their positive and negative traits and how are those traits in you? And that just blows people's minds. It's like no one ever asked me before, you know? Not even in like counseling or like, you know, anything. No one's ever like, okay, so what did your mom, you know, positively or negatively do in your childhood? It's fascinating. So you get your list of positive and negatives. And ultimately you see... I'm either exactly like, yeah, yikes, either I want to or I don't want to be. Yeah. Like a variation on a theme, like my father was aggressive, but I'm passive aggressive. And I think I'm like so much better. Yeah. You're like, oh, (laughs) right. A variation. Yeah. (laughs) Or you could be like trying to be the exact opposite. So like you have an alcoholic parent and you're like, I'm never going to drink. But meanwhile, you're a workaholic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're you're addicted in a different sense. Do you ever really fall that far from the tree? Really, really? Do you ever, do you really think you're original? And then that story I told, if, you know, in case people haven't seen the video is like, I'm sitting one time doing this workshop on traits, parent traits. And I'm like, every trait you've got, if your parents got it, you've got some version of it. Sorry. I'm sorry. (laughs) Just accept it, take it in. The beauty by the way is you don't have to be upset with yourself. Like, it's not your fault. You fell from that tree. And you yeah. maybe could even forgive them. 
Because you're like, well, if I have it and I'm like the 2.0 version, maybe I may be the better version. I'm the second rolled out. So I know. And just like maybe they're forgivable for their addiction if I can see I have one too, or their yeah. anxiety if I have it too. Like it's actually supposed to be healing your relationship with your parents, not making it worse. Anywho, this woman <laughs> raises her hand and she says, listen, I have a trait. Like I am terrible at follow through. I just don't get things done. And my parents are the opposite. They just are not like that at all. They are so on the ball. And I'm like, okay, then you're adopted. And she's like, yeah, I'm adopted. (laughs) (laughs) The whole room was like, what? Yeah. And and it was like, I'm telling you, you have your parents' traits. Like, I'm sorry. It's not, if you grow up in a French-speaking household, what language do you speak? French. If you want to learn a different language... You got to move somewhere else, like, or you got to get the Rosetta Stone in your ears. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's not. It's just how it works: genetics, nature, and nurture. So, and then I pointed out, like, maybe her biological parents might have had the not follow through trait. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't think that's so far fetched. Yeah, no, no, no. Yeah, that's it's a combo. It's such an interesting concept because I've never thought about it. But it's funny that like my friends and family have like said I have a lot of similar traits to my dad. Like, and they've just said that in passing, you know, or like you have a very like similar business sense or like similar things along that, those realms. So sometimes it is a very positive thing. Most of it is positive. Mm-hmm. And the parts that aren't so positive, those are the ones we know how to go to work on. So let's, we're going to break down me, I guess. We'll use me as an example. Please, let's. So let's my done. dad, super successful, amazing entrepreneur. I feel like I get a lot of like my ideas, my creativity from him. We're both dyslexic, but he's definitely a workaholic. And I can see myself kind of going into those tendencies, but I see it through him. Like, are there any steps or things? Like, how would you tackle that? Okay, so Inner You Life is our program, right? It covers everything. You start with the dream, and then we go obstacle, 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 obstacle. You're in, like, obstacle seven or eight of 12 modules. You're, like, very deep in. (laughs) (laughs) There's, like, simpler things you can do, I promise. (laughs) But since you asked, the first thing to do is notice it, right? Say it, own it, name it. We love to come up with funny names for our traits, right? Like if you call it anxiety, that's boring and unpleasant, right? And it sounds like you're stuck with it forever, right? Yeah. yeah, yeah. If you call it like, even if you call it workaholism, right? It's like that label starts to just, so we like to come up with funny names, like do it all, Debbie. That's one. <laughs> oh, do more whore. That's oh one my god! Like do more whore. Like, I love. Give that. it to me. Get <laughs> Give me more. Right. Do more whore. <laughs> one of mine is called high frequency stickler. I'm like one ten to one fifty foot. Like I yeah. am. I'm but on it. it. Control freak is a little bit of a cliche, but high frequency stickler, you're like, I get the flavor, right? Yeah, you get you get what's um, happening. Okay, I love that. One of my coaches is called Sergeant Beth. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. Funny too, and too, if you know that about the people who are around you, if you're like, okay, you're being Sergeant Beth right now, that's a way better like way of saying that, like friends and family, versus being like, you're being a bitch right now and very demanding. Whoa, Sergeant Beth coming in hot. Exactly. (laughs) Exactly. My husband's is time heaping martyr. 
(laughs) That's his version of do more horror. He's got another one called vigilante cop where he's like, got to tell everyone how to drive. You know, that's honestly, I feel like they're more playful and I do like exactly. I have to have a sense of humor. You have to have it's required. It literally required in order to do module three of interview life and beyond. You have to have a sense of humor. So name it, own it, tell people about it, talk about it, make it public. Don't try to hide it and pretend it's not happening. Yeah. And then our majorly awesome tool that is the reason why this worked for me and nothing else did is promises and consequences. That's the special sauce of the handle method. Like, I mean, there's many special sauces, but that is you know, if, if you really want to get a trait on a leash, put it on a leash, give it a promise and a consequence and you will see a major difference. I love that. I know I've decided that I'm going to have work hours. (laughs) And I know it's a crazy concept. I mean, a lot of society believes it. I know, (laughs) but I'm like, okay. And then I'm not going to look at the inbox. Like I really liked one of your videos that was talking about like, okay, don't answer and don't open an email if you're not going to answer it. And so I was like, all right. Like a consequence of doing that would be like, I don't know. What are good consequences? Do you have to figure that out per person? Oh, let me tell you, bottled blonde. Okay, we're getting into it. (laughs) That's my favorite question. (laughs) I'm actually doing an Instagram live right after this on that exact topic. So first of all, you want to pick a promise that's a stretch but doable. Like if you've never had work hours before, like for me, for example, my rule is I can only work 11 hours a day because I am a workaholic. I I love working. So 11 hours is my cap, but I don't have work hours because sometimes I like to work early in the morning or late at night or whatever. So make a promise you can keep that's not insane. That's a stretch, but doable. Okay. And then the best consequences, you're not going to like this, but the best consequences are your vices. Okay. Those are your best consequences. Like the things you think you're entitled to as your treat. Yeah. Sugar, chips, pot, drinking, coffee, Instagram, you know, the things we love. Mine, the only problem, yeah, I couldn't do Instagram because that's where I work from, but but the truffle chips from Trader Joe's take away. Yeah. And let me just say also, I have, most of my clients are on Instagram for work. You actually can take Instagram away. You just do it for work. You know, I mean, that is a real consequence, but a consequence should not be punitive. So the point is not to punish you. The point is to take away something you feel entitled to and make you work for it. We don't want you to pay your consequence, but if you blow off the thing you wish you'd do, the consequence reminds you because it stings a little. It's annoying. Yeah, it's annoying. And you're like, damn, I really wanted those truffle trips or I really wanted to scroll mindlessly or whatever. For me, it's like if I don't get my TV at night, I'm cranky. I'm like, I think I deserve that. But if I don't do my business development or whatever I promise to do that day, I don't get my treat at night. Same thing is I have a food plan. I love how I eat. It makes me feel healthy. I love how it makes me look. If I don't follow my food plan, I don't get my treats on the weekend. And I want my treats. on. Like I don't ever think about messing with it because- I like the deal, right? Yeah. Good. I, 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 I still didn't look, look good, get and I get my treats. Like, I'm not going to mess with that. Okay, TBB babes, you guys are hearing the latest and greatest here first. ChristinaMcGinnis.com is launching sticker packs. We are super excited about our three packs, the blogger pack, social media pack, and the podcast pack. A portion of the proceeds will go to Love 146. Love 146 is an international human rights organization working to end child trafficking and exploitation through survivor care and prevention. So what the heck is a sticker? 
guys, this is going to change your gram game. Unlike gifts, stickers can be copied and pasted into your Instagram stories without reducing the image quality. Stickers are files you own, so they will never be hard to relocate for future use, unlike Instagram's black hole of a gift library. Stickers can also be used in YouTube videos. These are so simple, guys. I use them in all of my stories, and you guys were asking about them, so we figured let's make them available for all of the TBB babes. Use my code KCM20 to get 20% off your sticker pack at ChristinaMcGinnis.com. That is KCM20 at ChristinaMcGinnis.com for 20% off any and all sticker packs. We touched on family too. And I want to talk about this because I feel like a lot of my friends have come to me with this and kind of all in coronavirus in this time, like people are starting businesses, people are trying new ventures, they're getting creative and they feel like people around them are maybe not supporting them or they're letting like the opinions of you can't do that or why should you do that? But I kind of want to hear your take and how you would handle that situation. Like give like a little pep talk for... Yes. For out of the box thinkers who, yeah. whose friends and family want to stay in the box. Literally. <laughs> <laughs> uh, put them in the box. <laughs> Lock it up. Yeah. I mean, all of the tools that we teach help you not only counter that, but not care. So starting with the dream writing. So dream writing is step one, module one. You can't get to the obstacles until you program the GPS to where you want to go. Because who cares otherwise? Right? Yeah. Like, I don't, I'm not trying to make people good. I'm not trying to, I'm only trying to get people to their heart, right? To what they really, really want. So they have to define that first and foremost. And we have a specific way of sort of coaching and extracting someone's true dream out of them. Like what they really want. Like sometimes people think like, you know, they describe who they want to marry or they describe the job they want. And you're like, so cliche. Like, yeah. You're like, what do you really want? That's like Like something really like gun to your head. Like that person would appear right now. Like, yeah. You think you even get a say like that answer is so boring. Like it's not even true. It's like what you think you were or you were conditioned to answer. So we extract that in one. And then what we find is that If you're really connected to that, you do not care as much what other people think. Or when you encounter things that don't match it, you can more easily swipe them away. And then we work on your mind management. So like really, okay, what voice is talking to you? (laughs) We push away voices we don't want, right? So we know the voice of fear and how it sounds. We know the voices of of annoyance that we, we know all the negative voices and we're like ready for it. Just so you know, Christina, I'm someone who believes that childbirth is not fundamentally painful, like that the pain is actually because you're afraid and because you've been conditioned to believe that it's painful, that if you can take a shit, you can give birth to a baby. Wow. Okay. I haven't had kids, but that's so interesting. I'm just giving you an example of like, why do you want to listen to what other people are telling you if it doesn't match your dream? Mm -hmm. You might have a grandiose dream. You might have a total B, like, we'll tell you the truth. If your dream is BS, that's not a good dream. (laughs) I'm not saying decide to be an Olympic athlete overnight. Yeah. Okay. But if your dream is a stretch but doable and someone is chatting you up about why it's not possible, that's not the person you're going to be talking to. 
Mm-hmm. And, and I, of course, you're going to go for to advice to tell them about your new business ventures, whatever it is. That's not the person. And most people, if they love you and you say this topic's off limits for right now, they will respect that. Or if they love you, they'll encourage you. And exactly. if they don't love you and they don't respect you, move on. Mm-hmm. No, I love that. I think those are all very good, tangible tips, especially for people because there's so many new businesses that I feel like are forming during this time, which I love. I think that's amazing. I'm like, you go for it. But I think it's hard. And I think that it's like something that I definitely wanted to chat about with you because it's just a new thing for a lot of people to like start businesses and start from the ground up because it's not easy, especially you know that with your own. It's not easy. It makes you a hero. Like what a hero is, is someone who faces obstacles and bravely soldiers on. It's not someone who doesn't have fear or doesn't have naysayers. It's someone who does have fear and naysayers and, to, and still keeps going. Yeah. Yeah. Which is okay. why promises and consequences and community are so key. So interrelated. I love that. Okay. I, what is it? You posted this on your story because earlier this week and I was just feeling like a lot of anxiety, honestly, period related. And I'm one of those. We're on the same cycle. <laughs> oh, we love this for us. Literally, like I feel like period related. And then I will set goals or certain things. And then I get anxiety about hitting them when I'm not my 70% there yet. And I would love to kind of chat about like the anxiety and the voices in your head that you've talked about a ton on your platform and kind of like, what's the truth versus what's your dream? Yeah. It's so many good topics. Well, first of all, I will say like, I'm not a mental health professional, so I'm not talking about, you know, clinical anxiety. You've been diagnosed. You need the care of a mental health professional. I'm talking about worrying. Yeah, okay, I, I honestly, I create my own anxiety and I've recognized like that it. I know that I do it, but it needs to... I'm going to coach you in particular because I don't think the answer is the same for everybody. Like, for example, when I'm out of integrity with something or lying about something, I literally can't sleep at night. Like, I'm having a minor panic attack in the middle of the night. So yeah. my anxiety is based on lying or pretending, or in such, like I said, I do something and I'm not on track to do it. And I'm not in communication about it. That's my anxiety. I don't know about yours yet, but let me try a few things. It sounds like you might have a theory. And I used to have this theory too. It was popular in my culture that actually worrying is kind of good luck. Like it's actually a little bit of like a fuel to the fire. Yeah. And that was not a good theory. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so I'm just curious. Yeah. You have the theory that like you're actually encouraging yourself by worrying or what do you make of it? I don't know. It's so weird because there's like certain goals that I'll hit that are very tangible. And then the moment that I hit them, we hit, I need a bigger goal. Like, and it's the second that that happens. Okay. We've got like, I have a social media management and digital agency. So we have in under a year, we've gotten now 40 full-time clients. And so we're like, all right, now I'm at 40. Now I need to hit 44 and I need to hit 46 and I need to hit 50. And if we're not at 50, then I'm not there yet. And like, I keep like almost raising the bar and we hit it each time, but it's like my anxiety grows as I'm hitting those bars. If you that- mean it gets more and more or it always kicks in at a certain point? Always kicks in at a certain point. Yeah, I think you have a superstition that it helps. Like, I think you must think it's part of the recipe since it keeps working. It doesn't sound like it's, Well, why don't you tell me this? Which parent does it come from and how does it negatively impact you? Oh, wow. We are getting into it. Okay, which parent does it come from? That's so interesting. Honestly, I kind of think that that could come from my mom. My dad doesn't necessarily... He does occasionally like worry about things, but I feel like he does it as they're happening, like when something bad is happening. 
She kind of does it beforehand. So I would think it comes from my mom. I got the ability to hit the goal from dad and the worrying about it from mom. Yeah. And so I think that, and then how it negatively impacts me, I think like it's always around my cycle. So it's like normally probably like two-ish, maybe the first or second week of like a month in a sense when probably we've like reevaluated our goals from the last month. And now we're in the process of trying to hit the new ones. Okay, great. And how does it negatively impact you when you go start being anxious? I don't eat as well. I feel like I'm like, I don't sleep as well. I'm probably, I'm a little bit more like inward. So instead of most of the time, my anxiety helps when I reach out to friends and be like, Hey, what's going on with you? Let's hear about you. Let's hear less about me. Cause I think the moment that I go inward, my anxiety like fosters when it's outward, then I don't have it. Okay. So for sure, you also have it wrapped up like the period is an excuse. Sorry, welcome to the human race. We blame our hormones for everything. Like for years, I was like, I don't sleep because of my hormones. I'm like, then how can I sleep on vacation? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. That logic doesn't exactly work. Okay. So can a human being be peaceful during PMS? Of course, right? Can a human being have a baby without pain? Yes, naturally. Okay. So like we know it's possible. You have to get into the author mindset. Like I'm having this go a particular way. I'm not just going to go with the flow because if I go with the flow, we call it predictable because you're a dick. (laughs) (laughs) The the predictable will unfold. And the predictable is on day eight of the month, you're like, oh shit, the new target. You're like, oh shit, I'm bloated, whatever. Yeah. And now you're entitled to eat, not exercise, not talk to your friends and the tizzy, you know, takes its toll. The tizzy gets gets (laughs) on a roll. So a couple of bits of coaching that, it, you know, if you were my client, I would make you give me some promises and consequences. And we would sort of reverse the trend by saying during those times, it's most important to eat, right? It's most important to sleep, right? It's most important to exercise. And it's most important to crowd out the negative stuff with positive set up. You, maybe you'd set up to work less because, you know, just because of the feeling of wanting to go inward, you'd set up, you know, journaling or French or yoga, you know, like whatever is nurturing for you physically, during that time. And you'd be so badass about your food during that time with like healthy rewards too, right? Fun, healthy rewards. And so you actually turn that time into your most magical time versus your most crazy time. I love it. And I actually think this is interesting, but I feel like it totally helps when I do preventative things for anxiety. I don't know if that helps with you at all, but or like you almost like, you know, you're setting yourself up for like, I know like I need a clean space. If my space is like messy, I have anxiety. Like, and it just like, I need like a clean, clean slate space. I need, you know, to get my eight hours of sleep and to be drinking a lot of water, yeah. you know, and when those things are kind of off. And how great that you know what's predictable, right? Like that yeah. you, you can set your literally set a calendar alert to be like, <laughs> Time to drink your water, like, you know, because that time is coming. Are you going to be the master of that time or is that time going to tidal wave over you? Oh, I love that. And then the story you get to share with your fans is how you overcame it, not like relating through, you know, misery poker, right? Like instead of relating through, I mean, it's good to tell on yourself, obviously. I love doing that too, but you know, it's great to triumph and share that. 
I love that. That's amazing. I'm going to be looking at you in November 6th, 7th. <laughs> yes, I'm going to do it. No, I actually, I love all of these tips. I feel like they're very easy for people to like relate to their own lives yeah. and then take them and be like, okay, what can I use to kind of bump up what I'm doing? I'm curious because we're talking about days. How do you design your day? Like, I know that that's like such a huge, like the designing of the day and also like pushing yourself to do the thing that you want are like the hardest things to do. So I would love, I'd love to hear. You are getting the most practical tips podcast ever. This is like a parade of practical tips. (laughs) Okay. So first of all, that first module I said, where you do the dreaming, you're articulating what you care about in every area of your life. And then you're rating every area. So you get like a qualitative and a quantitative. It becomes so obvious in a way you cannot escape what you have to focus on that you're not focusing on. And so then you look over at your calendar and you're like, oh, it's not in there. <laughs> like my sleep, it's not in there. My meditation is not in there. My exercise, it's not in there. My time with my husband, it's not in there. My time with my kids, it's not. Like, Holy shit, no wonder. I don't feel like I'm a master of time. I don't feel like my life is designed because the things that are most important to me have not been placed elegantly into my calendar. So one of the ways I design my day is that at the beginning of the year, when I'm articulating my dreams, everything that I say is important that has a human involved in it or myself involved in it or an activity involved in it goes in the calendar. So my whole year is kind of like designed already around the things that are most important. So that takes up like half the hours, you know, then there's my strategic objectives at work. So that takes up enough, like it doesn't leave a lot of room for variability when you put your dreams in your calendar. But every night, the night before I look and I go, is this a balanced day? Do I have enough breaks? Are the most important things there? Am I prepared for the things that are there? Is this going to be a great day? And I lock it in the night before. And then once I start my day, my promise is I have to do 85% of what I planned. I can see it visually. I'm not trying to remember anything, God forbid. Yeah. And then I can move anything once in the day. So I can usually skip one or two things if I choose and still be in integrity according to me. And I can move anything once in the day, but I can't move it 30 times in a day. And I can't blow it off. So what that means is I'm always really good the night before at being honest about what's there because I don't want to break my promise. Yeah. And then that's just the physical integrity. There's also the emotional and spiritual integrity of your day. Like, how do you want to be thinking? How do you want to be feeling? How do you want to be behaving? And I write that up in sort of like a poem every morning and send it out to my community. So I'm like on the hook for how I'm going to be today. Not just what I'm going to do. Yeah. Hey, you, are you needing an afternoon at pick-me-up? Don Francisco's Organic Cold Brew is the perfect summer coffee drink. It's easy to brew at home. All you need is a large glass container or pitcher. After letting it steep in cold water for 24 hours, you have delicious coffee concentrate. It's the perfect way to start your summer day or enjoy as an afternoon pick-me-up. I know I sure need one. Don Francisco's is premium coffee, people roasted and packed in the USA. And the very best part, guys, Don Francisco's Coffee has created a special sampling code where you can receive 20% off any purchase on donfrancisco's.com. Just go to donfrancisco's.com, shop, and check out with the promo code BLONDE, and you will get 20% off your order. Offer is good from August 1st till January 31st, 2021. Get sipping, party people.
Do you have any things like that you want to chat about? We talked a little bit about eating too, about like self-worth and weight. I feel like this is like such a huge prevalent topic with people like being more inside. And like, I know some of my friends have been like, okay, I feel like, oh, I've gained like the quarantine 15 or like there's certain things that people are saying. And I do feel like a lot of people's self-worth does relate to weight and eating. Yeah. Yeah, It's really obnoxious coaching. Yeah. (laughs) The quarantine 15 is not a thing. (laughs) You people made that up so you could eat. (laughs) Yeah. I've you know, as a formerly overweight person who was eating to numb, eating to entertain, eating to avoid intimacy, eating to, you know, like reinforce negative feelings about myself, I can say it's in your head. Like this is a head thing. And even like, it's back to the main thing, which is what's your ideal? Like what's your dream? And different people have different dreams, right? We don't dictate what you should want in your body. We just really try to get you to tell the truth. And I remember like, it was so many layers for me. I was like, I'm fine. And I was not fine, right? Like (laughs) that was such a lie. And then I was like, well, I need sugar to have fun. That was a lie. I don't know how to eat healthy. That was a lie. You know, like it was one layer after another. And I was just eating things that I was allergic to too. Like, I mean, I was really like eating ice cream and then feeling terrible. It was like, what are you doing, Lori? Like, what are you, what are yeah. you doing? In fact, the coach even said to me, like, I can't even help you dream for your career because you have no self-respect. You're just not even being kind, much less awesome to yourself. You're not going to be able to dream for your career or see a future for yourself because this is in the way. Again, I was like, oh shit, you know, <laughs> so yeah. it blew my mind. But she was right. And then she literally was like, eat this, don't eat that, and tell me how it goes. Yeah, tell me how things are going. And I was like, I don't think I could do it, but I could do it. And like, even the first day I did it, I was like, oh my, first of all, I feel so much better. Yeah. Second of all, I'm so proud of myself. Third of all, I can do it. Fourth of all, I wonder what else I could do. And then you can see how that then gets you one day at a time to liking yourself, believing in yourself, wanting things for yourself, believing you deserve things just because you start eating in a way that nourishes and takes care of you. Yeah. That's what happened for me. I love that. That's so true. I a hundred percent agree. A lot of times it is excuses or people eat to like numb things or they're eat because they're, I mean, I understand. Yeah. I understand why, you know, you'd be like COVID I'm scared. I'm lonely. (laughs) Yeah. You're like like, bag of chips. (laughs) I get it. But we have inner you like it's better, right? Like it's better to actually, consult your heart and your dreams. And, you know, I love eating. Like I still to this day love eating. I mean, I love eating and I eat delicious food. I just eat it in small quantities, mostly healthy. Yeah. <laughs> no, I change that's, my mind, you that's know? amazing. I feel like there's a million places that we could go. I just have a million questions. But the last <laughs> thing that I do want to touch on is relationships because we talk a lot about booze, boys, business, and beauty here. So I have to ask you about the relationship aspect to talk about your relationship report card because I thought that that was so interesting. What did I say? I don't even know. You were talking about how in a relationship report card, essentially you have to, a report card is so that you guys can both win. And so that you guys have to do your report card essentially together because of the- Oh, like share a resume. Mm -hmm. That concept. Like like if one's doing badly, we're both doing badly. Exactly. I remember that now. I said that a long time ago, I think. You did. It was like literally, it was back in like April. (laughs) It's like a walk through memory lane. 
Well, I think in a nutshell, I'll say this. Are most of your listeners single or in relationships? It kind of depends. They're like mid to early 20s. And then they go all the way up to like 35. So people like in kind of new, fresh relationships, dating or like early into marriage. I mean, I think the bottom line is we always want to blame the other person. Right. And so I learned, once I got to coaching, I learned that I was in sort of a competition with my mate. Like, I'm going to win more fights or like, you know, I'm going to get you to do what I want you to do. Or, you know, like it was more of an adversarial relationship than I care to admit. (laughs) And this concept of like, it's a joint report card or joint resume or however you want to look at it. Like, you know, if he's an asshole, that's your pick, honey. Like that's, that looks bad on your record. Like, why are you so excited when he fails or when he is wrong or when he does, you know, like, why is there that little bit of glee? And that is what shifted me from being the victim of it all or the weather reporter of it all. Like, look what's happening, this jerk, to being like, oh, I'm the author. Remember how I said before, like, take back your schedule, take back your food, take back your narrative about your business, right? Like, it's yours. And the same thing with your mate, like, take back the narrative. Yeah. If you really want to go with they suck, then get out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) No, 100%. Mm -hmm. Make it great, which goes back to dreaming busting your excuses and making and keeping promises. Oh my gosh. I love it. Works every time. That's good. I just loved that example because I thought that was so cool. And I shared it with my boyfriend and I was like, hmm. I was like, we gotta, we gotta ask. What are we doing? (laughs) (laughs) Gotta do it. (laughs) Yeah. I know like sex, communication, equality, chores, you know, all of it. Sharing each other's dreams, rooting for, like, give yourself some grades. And my husband and I also, we make vows to each other each year. Like, we renew our vows every year and create new ones. And then it's like, well, how am I doing? Like, yeah, yeah. How am I doing? Yeah. And we have, yeah, we've actually had, which is very interesting. I've never done this in a relationship, but we have, like, monthly check-ins that are kind of like that, where we're like, okay, where are you at? Like in- Nerding out. (laughs) Nerding out. But I think that it's really helpful because sometimes you don't know if Timmy isn't throwing his damn socks in the laundry hamper and that is driving you up a wall and it would have never come up or like, hey, I feel like- you are killing it on like the support, but I really needed you at this point in time in a different area. Could we work yeah. on that next month? I mean, we do it in business. We have meetings. Oh, we check exactly. in on strategic objectives. Literally. We measure our KPIs. Yeah. Why not in a relationship? Why it, not in a relationship? Just as fun and sexy. Exactly. You make it fun and sexy. You could have the wine, have the neg, like do a costume, but freaking check in about what's important to you. Even if it's five minutes, I feel like that is totally like those five minutes, like I think are a game changer. Truly. Because to your point, the physical integrity might be what you get accomplished in the five minutes, but the emotional and the spiritual integrity, like the honor you give your relationship by showing up to that five minutes and the belief you have that you can figure everything out and work together, that is what makes the relationship great. Yeah. So the five minutes is great, but the concept of it and the ritual of it is even greater. Oh my gosh. Well, I just enjoyed you so much. You're going to have to come back on because I feel like you like topped in like all of these things and I'm like, okay, now we've got to like dive in deep. So where can everybody find you? Where can they find inner you? Give us the whole bit. Yeah. And you have to come back too with your own personal. (laughs) Yeah. I want to hear about anxiety. I mean, after November. So it's true. We just scratched the surface. We could go, we could go deep. So we have interview life and interview love. 
One's the whole curriculum on your life. One's the whole curriculum on love and dating, love, sex, and dating. So there's two different products that you guys are currently eligible for half off on. When you buy Inner You Life or Inner You Love, you're buying 12 sessions with Lauren on audio. So my coach, right? That one who changed my mind forever. You're listening to her coach for 12 sessions. You could take a year or two years to do that. No rush. All the assignments we give our private coaching clients are there. You get a private coaching call with an actual coach. All of this for less than the cost of a private coaching session with a coach, by the way. And you get group coaching sessions ongoing for your whole life. Like you're a member for life with one fee. You get buddies for life. You get a promise tracker. You get all the bells and whistles. It is an insane deal. Currently 325 With your discount code, which is Bottled Blonde, there will always be some discount. Always some discount when you put Bottled Blonde in there. But for right now, you happen to get 325 bucks off so that it's only 325 for all of that stuff. And you can do a payment plan too. Like it's trying to be affordable. Oh my gosh. Okay, well, where can they follow you? Where's your Instagram? Lori Gerber underscore coach. Oh. L-A-U-R-I-E-G-E-R-B-E-R underscore coach. I love being with people on Instagram. It's so fun. Oh. But innerU.coach is really the place to do the work. Like if you're ready to go in and do the work, that's really the place to go. And just make sure you use your bottle blonde coupon. Yes. Make sure to do that, TBB babes. Well, thank you so much for coming on. I'm sure the TB babes are going to go wild for this. And you babes, make sure to rate, review, subscribe the podcast, and we will see you next Thursday. It's cool.